crap, I forgot. Oh, okay, we're live. Sorry, my bad. Sorry. We're live. I forgot my thing at home. All right, Eagle, welcome. I was really thirsty. I need to get some yeah, water now. Sorry. My bad. Eagle not happy with us. Usually I'm ready to speak immediately as the show starts, but exactly. today I, I had to drink water. And yeah. so I thought I forgot my pencil case, which yeah. I did. Yeah. If you did, so I'm disappointed in you this week. What would happen? What would I do? Yeah. Oh, no, no, I, I see. I, I want to like, uh, specifically exclude it from the script so you'd be surprised by it. <laughs> um, but first of all, first of all, um, you you just added one that you don't know about yet. You added a reason that I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed in you. First of all, the first thing is your mom's in Toronto. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I suggested, because I usually every Thursday bring her a honey rosette donut, the honey cooler. Yeah. And I suggested you send to her by Uber Eats, to which <laughs> you said, well, that won't be cheap. And I was like, does Mo not know you could send Uber Eats from different cities? <laughs> like, they're not going to come from here, Mo. <laughs> I could send you stuff to my friends in Georgia all the time. Could you? Yeah, yeah you can, I do it all the time. Can. No, no, but could you literally order from a Montreal Tim Hortons and have it delivered to I Toronto? I don't recommend it. <laughs> but could you? You can. You can do it. Are you I, sure? I know, yeah, I know someone in... That's um, a 12-hour drive, in theory. An Uber driver once told me that they got hired to go to uh, New York City from Montreal. Yeah. And it was like... A, a, the guy was like... Halfway there, I was thinking to myself, why didn't this guy drive fly? Because it, it, it would cost less to fly. Let me find that NFL player who took an Uber from like Buffalo to Chicago. Um, anyway, it, it's happened before. Where, yes, people can order and send it long distance delivery here. Okay, so that was the first thing. The second thing, Mo, is you didn't bring a pencil case. No, I forgot at home. You know why that disappoints me? Because I was ready today to break pencils on the air on this show. Because MoCon, you said in your predictions, uh, Sharice White you said was the guy that took the Uber from Chicago to Buffalo. Sharice Wright. You said Pincellos, the skinny pencils, would beat the mighty hot sauce sports. Oh, did, oh my goodness! And Mr. Mouse an, be embarrassed. Another reason that that I'm disappointed in you. You thought Yin and Yang would beat Kiss My End Zone. You went you went with Gino over your boy. You went Gino Tafazio over your boy. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot that you, you <laughs> flipping the table, man. Yeah, Come on. You, you play for those. That, yeah, I Kiss My End Zone guys. <laughs> guys and girls. What a yeah, guys and girls. I beg your pardon. Yeah, what a weekend for you. What a weekend for you. It was fun. It was a good time. Seminal moment here to beat uh, Mr. Mouse. That is like your. Cherry on the top. It, it made so um, it made me happy. Well, I actually had a good talk with, with uh, Vince afterwards. I noticed something. I noticed something that he struggles with that um, I think can improve his playing because his play calling is actually quite good, um, and his physical skill says okay. He just tends to throw the ball late, and I gave him some pointers as to why that's happening. Right. Um, and so he's improved so much over a short period of time. I have no doubt that he'll take the ne- the next step soon. Uh, but it was it was a fun game. It was a great game. Um and yeah, it was ha- obviously we're happy we got the win. So, Just well, congratulations! Thank you, bud. What a weekend! But I want to break pencils on the air. I know you did. I know you did. I, I, I broke them on Sunday. How's that? I only have pens though. That's yeah. the thing. Uh, well, yeah, we had a busy weekend. Uh, Justin Blanche's wedding. You guys aren't hungover, thankfully not. I thought you guys would be. I was like, ah, it's, it's no, I was. I I pulled back. I knew I'd have to be up the next night. I knew I'd be up early the next day to to, to take care of some stuff around the house. I was like. I pulled myself back a little bit. I remember when I, I went to go smoke a cigar at one point. Yeah. Was it you or Eagle who was surprised I was switching the beer? Um, Eagle. I, I walked yeah, in. And I, the reason why is because I was like, if I keep drinking scotch all night, tomorrow's going to be terrible. So I, I yeah, switched was, the beer as a way to hydrate. Cold. It was damn cold outside. So I walked back in with Simone's uh, fiance. Yeah. yeah. We shared a drink at the bar. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. how it was the highlight of my night. It was a Wait, fun night. Did you have like ginger ale or something? Yeah, or? I did actually. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. It is the ale of gingers. Exactly. Uh, so welcome to Calling the Audible. As we Let, Also, let's take a moment just to remind ourselves this yeah. has been done. 
Oh, hail the king, Justin Blanchard, who is now newly minted married man that mm-hmm. he is. For uh, those congrats. listening, it's a picture of Justin Blanchard uh, who's been crowned um, in Biggie fashion because he was crowned during his ceremony. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. What was his name? Uh, Jeffrey? Oh, his Justin name? Justin Felix. Justin Edouard Felix. Yeah, there you go. Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff Blanchard, everyone. So, yeah, we had a good time. And our, our next wedding will be uh, Mal Bay. We have the uh, clock down ready for Simone Dagenet's wedding, June 19th. Everyone's avail- invited. Everyone's invited. Everyone's uh, invited. 10 30 um, post. We'll, we'll, we'll put out on the FPF site, we'll put out the address. Yeah. Uh, we'll put out a date. And I expect everyone to come along. Don't worry about bringing an envelope. Simon said there'll be plenty of food. Exactly. Like the travel is the envelope for you to come from here to Mal Bay. So if you know. see Simon, just say thanks for inviting me, man. Yeah, please. Really sincerely, because he means it. He means yeah. it. We are 221 days away, boys. All right. There we go, baby. That's just the right amount of days. That's perfect, then. And in fact, we are only, I believe now, Eagle, from my mathematics, if I, I'm proven correct, we are, what, 62 days away from the start of the spring of winter season 2022? It's funny that I know the date for Simo's wedding, but I don't know the date that we start winter. I actually need a date because I, I someone sent me a message and I got to answer. So. Yeah, January 9th is when we start, the weekend of the night. January 9th? It's January something Okay, anyway, the point is winter registration is now officially also, open. Also, yeah, that banner is very strange. Wow. Yeah, but look, look at Thompson's area. Put it on the screen. I know, us. it's pretty bad, actually. Yeah, he looks like. Uh, uh, look <laughs> at that. Blue Man Group. <laughs> why, why, he blew himself. But why use Tom's area as the central figure of that banner? It's I think it was a just a picture that was chosen. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so, so winter registration is now officially open. As you can see, if you go on the website, there's a big banner for the 2022. You click on it. You scroll down. Uh, you uh, sign up. It gives you all the details of what dates we're going. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, Broadstar, Lachine. Uh, we look at Loyola, West Island, uh, Stad Hebert in St. Leonard, which is a, a popular Bay spot. Durfe. Bay Durfe as well. And you can see right there, it's listed for the times and dates, the caps for each division available. Including the, the flex cap for the co-ed one, 35 plus, and division two. Exactly. And it goes right down to 35 plus. And then the dates that we will start, which would be uh, officially June, uh, Saturday, January 8th. And then it would end March 20th for the regular season. And the road show would be April 8th and 9th, which I think is Masters weekend, if we can double check that. For it always is. It always is. It always is. This is double check for PZ's uh, appetite. And... and See, you know we're, hard 60, is? we're 60 days away from, from kickoff. Oh, so I was off by two days. You know how hard it is to, bl- to bet blindly on golf? To, to live bet uh, blindly on golf? It's terrible. Man. Actually, I got good news for you. Give me. Actually, I don't have good news for you. Oh, no. I misread it. Uh, the Masters tournament. And the finals are 150 days away. So right. only 150 days before I take a dump in Pisa's bathroom. Uh, the uh, Masters official begins on, I thought it would end, but it begins on April 4th. And it goes till April 10th. Yeah. So those are the dates for the winter schedule uh, coming up here. So please just, uh, uh, inscribe your team and get that rolling. Rules committees this week, which will have the rules hopefully unveiled. Technically the, next week, but yes. Yeah, All the, the submissions are in. Thank you for the people who yes. gave us rule suggestions. So we'll be reviewing those and publishing the updates to the rulebook. Right, and that will be unveiled in the coming weeks. So it's awfully imperative for those teams or people and captains who will be partaking in the winter 2022 to go check out the rules because people forget and they're like, oh, when did this rule come about? Uh, it's been there for a while. You know, like the bat snap rule. Yeah. Right? That rule changed where if it was a bat snap, plays yeah, dead. It's been right? much better. 
Right? And I was like, whoa, whoa yeah, what a bad snap. And then the guy scored the touchdown. No, the rule changed. When? Uh, like four or five seasons ago? When? You know, so. Yeah. As long as you don't get that ridiculous rule with the uh, you can't advance a ball after it's been touched by a oh defender. Oh, God. Yeah, that was bad. Ooh. That was the one year How both of this? us weren't there. Don't be a trash defender and intercept the ball instead. You know? Yeah, well, anyway. Uh, hopefully the rules will, uh, the, the ones that have been nominated will be uh, fun and will be passed forward to. I, I, I threw in some rules in there. Hopefully that will be passed. All right, let's dive into it as now the first round, or what, what do we call it, Eagle in Peas? The first wave? It was the preliminary, preliminary round. The, prelims of the, the first wave of games. Unless that? you're in... Can we not call it waves? Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're in co-ed or tier one, because essentially there's no... Although, why didn't all why didn't the full schedule go up right away then for co-ed and, and tier one if there's no... Great question, Rob. I wish you would tell us. We yeah. operate like that FBF. We keep everyone on their edges here of, oh, what's going to happen with the schedule coming up? My wife is very curious about when I'm available this weekend. Somebody was in, like... Uh, Husbands are are intrigued by the angst that they have. Like, well, hold on here. Is my my partner? Are they not going to be available on the Sunday? On the Monday? Yeah, mo. It's a, when you when you live with other people, that's a big deal. They need to I'm know blessed. what you're around. I'm blessed, man. Like, you know, I'm yeah. okay for that. But anyway, uh, so we're through the first round of games here, peas. Um, so the three tiers plus the co-ed. What stood out for you from the first four games that we've witnessed for each tier? Was, was there a team that really stood out for you? Were you surprised by some teams and how they didn't maybe perform to expectations? I want to start with co-ed because okay. um, it's my first season in co-ed, as I've mentioned on previous podcasts. Uh, based on what the rules are for the quarterback cap, it appears it's though it might be my last season in co-ed. So hopefully I'll suck enough soon that I can play my way back into the, the fall cup co-ed or, or co-ed two. Um, I thought about it. Sorry to cut you off. I thought about it, right? Maybe we should put like a like like a like a carrot at the end of the rainbow. If you win, you get to have a, like a, a roster exemption for a, a cap a season. Yeah. yeah anyway, but then again, the person who just it be won the opposite of that though. You just won, yeah, therefore you should be penalized and I not agree. rewarded for cheating. It's like saying, "Oh, congratulations, you won the Super Bowl. Just, Here's more cap for next year." Like, it, no. It just, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I, you know, I like a carrot. Anyway, I, I'm sure I'm not the only person in this scenario that, as my cap's going up, you know, like. In the in the men's division, it's fine. I'm, I'm I'm finding myself in competition that I'm okay with, but uh, when it comes to COVID, I've I've had such a great experience, Mo. Right. Um, I've had such a great experience, um, and I really enjoy the vibe. And it's really unfortunate that we we haven't had enough teams to have three or four divisions, right? So we only have two, um, and that's bound to happen if 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 the the pool of teams is so small. So I do recommend people give COVID a shot. Um, I've had it's been one of my best playing experiences in FBF so far. Um, and uh, in terms of teams that I'm impressed by, um, it's hard not to go with Easy Fun. Um, the Easy Fun, having played them, um, they're very difficult to manage given that, um, you know, Charles Olivier Leving, Jeremy White, uh, and his ability to buy time um, is, is absolutely impossible to deal with. Um, so those two guys. Uh, are a huge advantage on that team. And then, of course, uh, because of Jeremy White's ability to buy time when he's got the ball, um, he finds he's able to buy time and Veronique Baudouin or Maria uh, Argyropoulos uh, is able to get open. Um, and it's a lot of it's due to Jeremy's ability and then their ability to find time and, and really work well with him and, and sort of ad-lib with him, which I find I find really impressive. Um, and other than that, I found the best rusher in FPF, Mo, and she plays um, in co-ed. Um, Marie-Lou Cote-Noel, 
Um, if you haven't played against her, she's as fast as you can imagine. She takes great angles. She doesn't miss. And if you have time to get to your third read, the ball needs to get out then. You can't buy time. She's And, and we saw now Yin Yang violate the cap, but she gave... Uh, so actually in that game, I think it was Quizzy Gordon Mall that, that rushed, but mm-hmm. you know, the fact that Yin Yang have Quizzy Gordon Mall and this other person, uh, who, who, this woman who's, who's just a, a terror at the rush, um, it, it's really cool to see. It's really cool to see. Uh, you know, I'll say this for uh, easy fun. Uh, the, all four games, they mm-hmm. won by at least 18-plus points. So yeah. the five plays has been evaporated from there uh, for any team. Well, minus, minus the game that they won by forfeit. Basically. Exactly. Because that, right. w- that game was a tie, if I'm right. not mistaken. Exactly. So, I mean, they, they probably are the favorites to win this division. And, and I haven't played against, uh, ag- um, against the Rock yet, um, but my guess would be... That they're just based on the record, and um, like so, we, there's only two teams that put up over 100 points. But the most impressive thing about Easy Fun is that they're almost up with 50. Right. And then even more impressive is that they have only 31 points against. Right. So that's that's hugely important, impressive. The Rock they seem to be on the opposite end of that. Uh, you know, they they have allowed the second most amount of points. Uh, so I would say, given what I've seen, mm-hmm. uh, just in my experience playing division, Easy Fun is a, a class above. So now. Uh, Eagle, if you can explain to us, how does the schedule work now for the next round of games coming up here for the FPF Cup? Well, it should be Sunday. Let's take a look we'll at the schedule here for the Coed Cup. Look at the excitement we have now. Hmm. So we're for those who are just listening to the podcast, because Eagle often forgets that there's an audio audience. Yeah, exactly. Um, we are seeing four weeks of uh, coverage. And this is the first four weeks, so uh, we don't have the schedule no officially up yet. Yeah. Then. So we don't know exactly how the schedule will unfold. No, I can cheat this. Hold on. I'm going to do it. All right, you go here. cheat that right now as we converse up for the more on the call. You'll have to do it for games of the week, by the way, at the end. I know. Yeah. Okay. So when we look I actually have the true schedule here because, again, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Uh, for week five, we have La Secte versus The Rock and Yin and Yang versus Easy I love Fun. Let's, let's uh, not do that now. Let's do it at, um, I'm just saying, like, w- this is the upcoming games for week five. And then I have all the other weeks, too. I've just filtered it specifically for I week love five the vibrancy of the, of the colors of this uh, Excel uh, data we have right now. The black might really pop. Oh, I got to buy. <laughs> all right, cool. So you're not playing this weekend. Maybe. I have another team. <laughs> That's true. Okay, so. The team that beat Pinchellos. So now, moving forward here, um, we know that. Easy fun are the are the lead horse going into the next round of games. Mm-hmm. So, please, I ask you: Could why and why could the Rock uh, maybe make a, a charge up the boards and get back? Doing it again? You going with Gino over your boy? I'm just saying. I have to be uh, uh, objective you here. Didn't, you didn't. So that you're not even mentioning the second ranked team in Coed. But you guys were in that equation. You okay. didn't. You specifically left us off that. Exactly. That's my point. I'm being objective right now. No, <laughs> I think it's pretty subjective that you didn't include the second ranked team. But okay, sure. Oh, that's right. Kiss my end zone. Kiss that's my end zone doesn't have a chance. We're out. Yeah. Um, I, I think Y Y or the Rock will be better challenges to the uh, easy fun over. Hard here. disagree, given that he just beat Y Y. Just saying, you know. Um, anyway, so but but in terms of the uh, lesser teams of the of superior records here, Y Y and the Rock, could they make a charge towards? Kiss my end zone and yeah. So um, I think because of the rushing, because if uh, Y and Y go with either uh, Marilou or or Crazy Gordon Mall, that's gonna eliminate what Jeremy White does best, which is buy time. Um, so I, you know, as good an athlete as Jer- Jeremy White is, those two are on a different plane exi- of existence. So I think, given your question one, including Kiss My End Zone, who right. I have an affinity for. 
um, I still put Yin and Yang as the greatest challenge just because, let's put it this way, I, I'm, I'm glad we have the second seed. I hope we keep it so that way someone else has to beat Easy Fun <laughs> for us on our way to the finals. Well, you hope so, right? Yeah. But like looking at Tier 3 now and the teams that surprised us so far or disappointed us in Tier 3, I mean, I watched Saber Horse yesterday on Monday in uh, Saint Laurent. They're legit good, man. So, um, what I they're what, good. What I was telling Eagle is because Eagle said, you know, his first impression is that they're like a a Div three team. I wouldn't say that. I say they have a talent, like raw talent. Sure, there is some inexperience that's going to come quickly for them because yeah. they are so talented. But to me, they're like you know, every once in a while you get like a uh, remember Game Changers Division five. Yeah, they course. came in and they were dominant instantly. Yeah, that's what Sable Horse reminds me of. Sort of that old school uh, age of FPF. Uh, we're just they're getting by right now. With Anton Sackage. Yeah, a Sackage. I know. Sable Horse is getting by uh, largely on uh, their athleticism and, and the fact that they beat part of my swag. But they crushed the deal. It was uh, here. I'll give you the, the layout for that game. So I, I score kept that game. In the first five minutes of that game, PMS ran fourteen plays. It was fourteen nothing for Save a Horse. Yeah, they ran one offensive play and had fourteen points. They had pick six. Uh, our boy, yesterday, Frankie Scalzo. Frankie Scalzo. Only one though. I mean, he's, he needs two more to catch up to Terry Tam. Right. It was a good game for Scalzo, but like they're they're athletic. Their quarterback plays really good. Um, they, they have a bit of a no regard edge to them, and I see this not in a demeaning way. I see this in a way that they're confident in their abilities that they can. Lock up man to man, play his own, whatever you want to throw at them from an offensive perspective, they can cover you and counter whatever you're going to throw at them. Yeah. So the the big thing that I the reason why I said they I think they're closer to like a div three div four team is that in the lower divisions there's a lot of I'll call it like method methodological offenses right like your floods your other things they're really athletic and so they can just play man and undercut everything and make up when they not but there are move. there are teams like there's teams in div three they won't be the most Physically imposing team in Div 3, right? But these guys are physically imposing. I understand, but I'm saying... Well, I don't know if they're Div 3. They are for Tier 3. I'm saying, like, raw talent, I agree with you that they are the caliber of athletes, but they're not going to just dominate by virtue of that. You know what I mean? Like, don't forget, this is not even the part of my swag that had uh, Jordan McInnes or having Brad Evans throwing, right? So we know this is a flawed part of my swag. So while the the win's impressive, don't get me wrong, it's not the same thing as as dominating a team that should barely have fit in Division D in the wintertime. Yeah. yeah, and I, th- I think the other thing is saving a horse, save a horse's offense, like Kyle Daniel. What he does with the ball is he literally puts it in a spot that it, everything's He's a jump got ball, really good touch, and you can't touch it. Like I'm jumping against guys where they are taller than I jump, so there's no way I'm gonna catch a ball in the air where they're outreached for it, where it's just it's not gonna happen. And yeah, he's so, got some good touch on his throws. Yeah, exactly. Yes. The balls are placed well, and yeah. all his guys basically run to the back of the end zone, and then it's just jump balls literally left to right. Like, you know when you if you want to play a, a lanes defense in the red zone, it's like, okay, hold the line and then work back. Well, but then you can't he, play lanes. All his plays are exactly that. Just send five guys back of the end zone, put a ball up eight feet in the air, and go get it. It's like NFL Blitz. Remember the old video game? Yeah, That's course. what they are. They, they, that's how they play football. I, I understand, but like, a higher division defense won't continue playing lanes. No, how no. Do you, how do you play it? Man. How, they're going to out-jump you. Yeah, but, but Depending on, on your athletes. But Eagle, Depending who you defense, got. You need every guy to be able to jump with every single other guy. Yeah, but, but that's what you get in Eagle, the three and up. Though. Even then. But defense Eagle of, of how it is, right? Yeah. We hope they come back from winter, which I think they are. 
what division do they go in? Are they automatic Div three, or are we are we saying they're going to go Div five or well, Div four? They can or? go wherever they qualify with the ratings. But, but the re- I, I would imagine the ratings will go up based on this season, right? Like, so, yeah. the, my right. guess is they'll they'll probably find themselves either five A or Div four. Yeah, four B, which or I think 5A. is fair. And look, I I'm, and I don't I think they'll do- I don't think they'll dominate the the five or like the five A or the, I think they'll be competitive. I think I they think they'll, they'll be a good team in Div five. They'll probably go seven and three in, in Div five. Six for sure. Yeah. yeah, and Div four I think they're probably a five and five team. So in this current context, though, right? Who from tier three can compete with Save a Horse and 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 beat this horsey team? Um, I should do a horse noise every time they win, huh? They do. I should do one though for them. Do um, I have a horse noise actually? I do have a horse noise. Do I have a horse noise? You but can make a you can make a sex noise. It'll be no, more I apt can. to the team. But is there is there a team that you can say, well, no, I, I think no, this this is a better squad than Save a Horse in tier I have three. Have a line roar. Um, <laughs> that's not, that's not like eagle in bed, <laughs> getting ready to go sleep. Not sleep. He's getting ready not to sleep. How's that? Um, the West Yard for me are, are up there. I, I would have said part of my swag, but again, we saw now the limitations. Frankie Scal- uh, Scalzo. Uh, we're gonna get this matchup for sure in the next round. Um, they've been excellent all season long. Tyler Stern makes his return to FPF. We've been really impressed with what we've seen from right. him so far. Um, and the combination of Vincent Rizzolo, David Giroux, like they're, they're an offense that's gonna move. They're gonna score. Uh, so it comes down to. Can you make converts and can you get stops? But you know what? The, the you know we, we we always see in lower divisions that there is some legit teams and a major drop off. Lockdown, Speaking of the drop. Yeah, off. but uh, exclude. You guys score a point? Nope. No, you seriously? Nope. And I have the. Th- no, have you th- score twelve points. Uh, I mean, the f- in uh, first week, yeah. Yeah, so you're averaging three points a game. Woo! We don't have field goals enough yet. No. I, I will say Jeez. this though: there there isn't a major drop off. With the top four and the next four teams, Linehearts. Yeah, you know I know PMS got cracked by Save a Horse, but I just think that this is not going to be easy uh, running games for Save. What's their schedule, Eagle, for Save a Horse, please? If you can uh, pop it save up. Save a Horse. Let's just go through. Because this. I'm really fascinated by this team, and I really want to see this new team sort of develop. Uh, uh, you know that Duke hatred, I guess. Uh, that people are going to say, "Hey, I want to play this team down the road." Give you up. Yeah. Like the little giddy up over I, I do. I do like yeah, the giddy up. I do like the giddy up. up. Um, so, save a horse. Uh, let's see here. They're going to have free agent squad. Okay, that's a tough team. That's then the they have seventh rounders. Then yeah. they have the West Yard in week seven. So, they got two teams undefeated on their schedule. And then they have killer rays in week eight. So two, so they got three teams in the top, uh, top nine of the of the uh, tier three standings. So in theory, Pease, would you think they can go unscathed and be undefeated by the next wave of games? Sorry, next round of games. So, um, I, free agent squad's gonna be tough for them. Did you say they are they playing? Uh, are they playing against? Um, they have the Warriors page open now. They have time. West Yard in yeah, week so they, seven. They have West Yard, and they yeah. have, what was the other one? I just found it before, sorry. Uh, seventh rounders in week six. So the, the, two that, the two that I think will be hard uh, will be Free Agent Squad and, um, and the West Yard. I think the West Yard will be the biggest challenge for them. Right. Uh, Warriors, you brought up a point. Warriors, if they do eventually face off, um, that they were not always known as Warriors. I can't think of that their name was before, but um, Mitch Fergenbaum has been in the league before. He's also cut his teeth in uh, MFL before that. Uh, Benji Ziegler. You cut your teeth? Um, painfully. Yeah. Um, Eagle, that's a great question. Look Find us up, where that expression comes from. Thank <laughs> you you gave yourself work there. Yeah, Eagle. Thank you. 
Like, it's, it, it is. We've worked together so long that you're like, this is the question Pease wants to ask and just forgot. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Eagle. Um, Benji Ziegler is a monster, and Zach Ziegler is, is as good a snapper as there is in the lower division. So, they're a great team, too. Um, I don't know if they have quite the fire pi- firepower to keep up, though. But I, I, I'd be interested to see that just because Mitch Frigamon was so good at scoring. He, yeah, and, and it's and it's going to be fascinating to see. I do have a question about the quarterback play coming up in a bit here. Uh, tier 2, uh, again, there there is some good teams in Tier 2. Um, obviously, for Arush, they're a bit upset because they end up in a tie It's game. a metaphoric reference to when a baby's teeth first appear. They oh. grow through the gums, often painfully, which means that they're cutting. It's cutting their gums, though. Yeah. So, in a sense... So, from now on, Eagle, correct me every time I say cut your teeth. I mean, cut your so gums. So, Trevor Lawrence is cutting his teeth. He's cutting his gums. Yeah, cutting his gums in the NFL. Okay, so, Tier 2. Uh, this has been one of those polarizing divisions because... When I think, hey, this team is about to pull away, they don't. Like, Arouche yesterday, they tie me machine. Uh, controversial ending, how that played out for them more than half. Why was it controversial? Because they had me machine down to fourth down in a fourth and goal. Mm-hmm. And from the five, crossing route by Ziegler. And you saw it, the DB, and that's Felix Menard. He hooked Ziegler's right arm. Both referees called it, right? And they're like, oh, bad call, bad call. Well, that wasn't one referee. It was both referees. One saw it from behind, and then one saw it from Did the, the referee hip check anybody? No. So thankfully not. Better than That's what's controversial about it? No. But then, if it, then, Mean Machine scored and tied the game up. Game was pretty much done. And they weren't happy about that because they thought they had to win in the back. But where's the controversy? Because they thought it was no penalty. But both, it was a penalty, and both referees called it. They said they How, they how is that a game. controversy? The correct call was made. I know, but they but Wait, how can you make such delicious pizza and also cry so much? That's really the question. That's true. But they, they, were, they were upset. They thought it was a controversy. They came to me. I go, guys, I just press buttons on this iPad. That's all I do. But it's... But they always look at me, these guys. Like, why look at me? Like, what, what am I going to do? Because you are the head scorekeeper and the face of the league. Yeah, what Mo? am I going to do? Right, you're also on referees. this show talking about <laughs> yeah. uh, Guys, on the eye in the sky. Okay, guys, we're going to redo this play again. In fact, we'll give you guys 10 more yards to work with. No, I can't do anything about it. But, but like, Chuck of Thunder, unfortunately, did not get to play yesterday because uh, Santar had to forfeit their game. So, in theory, I don't know who is the best team in Tier 2. We can say I'm going to Chuck of Thunder. But... Thunder, remember, they had a physical game against Arush, who they lost to in the first game. And I don't know if they're they're good, but I don't know if they had part two, if they would have the same result as they did in the first week for Arush to beat them as he did, like literally beat them up. I think they would. Uh, we, we've seen Chocolate Thunder with Joe Cano at quarterback or when it's with you, whatever it is. The best version of this team is when Joe Cano's at quarterback, right? We've seen that throughout their history. Yeah. Um, so because they're done skating, um, skating to the cap and they're done dodging divisions uh, at least for this season they went they put in their best roster so to me that gives them the best chance um, also Ravens I know that they have a loss and a tie but uh, the games they won they won pretty handily uh, they beat Tough Lungs who you thought were the best team in division to start um, I did yes they, they lost to, to Bruins who have been a little up and down too but generally like you know, a convincing win against Tough Lines, convincing win against Pincello's, a weird tie the first week, but they had a new roster the first week, right? Like it's right. it's not the team they hate, same team that they had the finals. Uh, it took uh, it it took Joel uh, Hull a second to get uh, sort of things right with his offense. Now Joe seems to be clicking with the guys around him, mm-hmm. and uh, this team is 
probably the most talented, one of the most talented in the division. See, Again, they, like they were in, like in the, were in the, the winter. So I, I uh, saw, spring. I saw, um, what do they call them? Useless Diablos? Yeah, Useless <laughs> Diablos. <laughs> Against the KGB Raw and St. Laurent. It was a great game because KGB Raw could have done and dusted this team early on, but couldn't do so. They come back, Useless Diablos, and they make a come match out of it. KGB Raw, I think, you know, if they had a set roster, because that's the biggest that's problem. That's always been the problem. That's the biggest problem is that they don't have they don't have a set roster that you can say they got eight guys ready to go. They were waiting for guys literally before kickoff who yeah. came in the nick of time. But if they had a set team, I think they would have been in that equation of three wins with the Thunder, Green Reapers, and Ethic and Bruins. Out of curiosity, how do you think Ryan Garber is doing in Tier 2? I think he's doing very well. I just think that teams have not, have not figured him out yet. But look, it may not be pretty, but he gets the completions, and that's what matters so, most. I coach Ryan Garber in in FBS. Yes, you know, you've mentioned that like five million times to us. But not everyone watches every episode, no? Um, I no, everyone does watch every episode. No, but there's also new teams. Actually, I, I save a horse never watch a show. Our, before. our president doesn't watch the episode. There we go. So it's exactly. it's in case Rob watches. Because he didn't watch last week's episode to chew me out for literally chewing on on yeah. air. There you go. Um, <laughs> Strange. There's nothing mandated well, to watch you, this. Thank you for all the work uh, you've done. Thank me. you. I appreciate that. Uh, in case in case uh, no one's instructed me to tell you that. Um, so. I've known Ryan. My point in that is I've known Ryan a long time. Yeah. Uh, and I've known his I've known his ability from very early on. Um, and Eagle, you you know my playbook. My playbook is about making decisions and just seeing what he did with that playbook right. where he dominated FPF Jr. I was really impressed at the ease at which he goes through his progressions, how quickly he's able to do it. Plus, he's got the ability to move and buy time, to run if need be. Um, he's, he's accurate. He generally makes good decisions. Um, at times, the, when when he struggles is when his arm fails him because he doesn't have the strongest arm in FPF. No. But I think that with the decision-making and with the speed he has on his team, if he could just keep a consistent group of guys and get them there come game time, guys like Kyle Oberfeld... Um, I, I don't believe Gia, I don't believe Jonathan Garfinkel's on the team no, this season, but they have, um, they have uh, they Cooper have Young, for example, is very good as well. Dylan Garber, his brother, very quick, shifty receiver. Yeah, they have a strong rapport, obviously, because of the bloodlines that they are uh, brothers. But but what, you guys didn't take the coffee yet? No, I, I've I been having it, and then I lo- I thought I'm like, why is this here for? I was I was about to like, so I didn't want to criticize you for it, but my my criticism about you not sending your mom a donut was really a criticism about Mo. It was your turn to get coffee. I did. It's, app- it's appreciated, but you still owe your mom a donut. Yeah, whatever. She probably went to Toronto. Yeah. I was going to make a comment here of the person who I least trust in making decisions has a playbook designed upon decision-making piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's why it doesn't work for me. <laughs> but it's why, it's why uh, Ryan Garber is so good, conversely. Uh, his, his ability to absorb knowledge, his ability to develop new plays and, and work them in right away is Absolutely impressive. Yeah, Absolutely impressive. I just think yesterday, look, physically they were, they were outsized by uh, Usus Diablos. And they, they weathered the storm. They, they stayed with them. They, they didn't relent under the pressure of the physicality that they possess, presented to them. And I just thought yesterday was a compelling match to watch, even with the controversy at the end with uh, the field workers trying to put the net back in place. Was, uh, was Francois Martin uh, being disciplined again, or was he thrown all over the yard like he usually does? He wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. Okay. He wasn't bad. So, because like, like, I like Francois. I, I, Great guy. I play in a fantasy league with him. I think he's a good dude. I, yeah. I, I wish I had his arm. It's a cannon. Yeah. But um, sometimes you just falls in love with that deep ball, and that's that's the thing that gets him in trouble. But you were there for that game. Happy to hear that wasn't the the, the situation. Uh, tier one, quickly here, please. Uh, anything that caught your attention in terms of the uh, 
first four games. I mean, like we we know Bless is the uh, lead horse right now, but we expect that to change in the coming weeks here with what's going to happen with the schedule coming up. Why? Well, look, you never know. What's right? it based on? I look. I I've seen. I've seen Arizona Medic play. They've underachieved. I think they're going to hulk out at some point. Well, I was going to say, you're asking about the, the most the, the greatest impression. It's that Bless beat Arizona Smedzik twice. Well, hold on. Can they beat him three times? So, Arizona Smedzik, I was there um, for this game. Arizona Smedzik beat themselves for the most part. Uh, they got Stephen Harper side to throw an interception uh, in the red zone. Um, that, to me, is what I thought to be the uh turning point and then they couldn't do anything with it um obviously like the defense the defense is pretty stout justin Lerner, marvin steinberg will power these are all very rangy players tall fast can cover a lot of territory um so you know they didn't make it easy on them kevin smuda by the way i don't even understand how he gets to position to make breaks on balls the way he does smuda's uh he's at ymca sunday basketball player right you look at him like Okay, whatever. And this guy just kills you. Yeah, that's what he just kills you. Like if Kevin Smuda can dunk, I won't be surprised. No, I, surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised either. I, I, I mean, you should be. His dunking is impressive, right, for yeah. anybody. But yeah, exactly. um, yeah, his his athleticism never ceases to amaze me. He's like a bigger version of Steph Curry out there. I don't think he's bigger than Steph Curry. Like oh. Steph Curry is six three, six four. Yeah, but I'm saying from the I guess, okay from the weight <laughs> perspective, you know, but. You get my point, though. If you saw sure. Steph Curry and, and, and Smoothie, you'd be like, well, okay, well, Kevin's a little bit bigger than Steph is. But Steph makes a little bit more money than Smoothie. A little Smoothie. bit. A little bit more money than him. But I think now, look, when you look at KGP, ECW, uh, Mangoose, could those three teams be a threat to the upper three of this division? I think KGP could. <sighs> well, we have be. to say KGP now, right? Yeah. Back-to-back champions, even though we keep saying that they don't have a chance. They don't have a chance. And now they're going to win it again. And in the last field, Jean Smidzik was also there. And they were the front runners. Blessed was in a lower division, winning a championship. Yeah. Um, KGP has to be the one. Look, they tied Blessed. They held. They held Stephen Harper to, to 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 four scores. That's a big deal. And you see how many scores to win a game, PZ? Five scores to That's win a game. That's right. So we're off by one. Yeah. So I, I think Easy W and they've been. They had some bad luck. Last play losses to Blessed. Remember, they almost beat Blessed. Mm-hmm. So we could have looked at this and say Blessed could have been two one and one. East W could have been two and two, maybe even three and one, because remember they lost a KGP and Bless on well, the Bless, death. But Bless, you can say like, if anything, they'd be three zero oh, and one, no? Well, you, like, or a three, sorry, three one and zero. Oh. Right? They would, they could have if easily, they lost this game. They could have easily been three and one. Yeah. And we could be talking about Easy W as the best team in this division, or maybe Apocalypse being the number one seed, and Bless and and KGP being struggling at this point here. But I think Easy W is a team to watch out for that they could make a run, uh, and maybe get b- themselves back into the picture of, uh, frame here of what they could be down the road. Yeah, I agree. I agree, Mo. Um, look, we, we, we keep doubting them. They keep appearing in the middle of the table in every division they're in, um, but they keep they keep making it work. Uh, EZW and Mangoose, the, the thing that they're reputed for is lack of defense. They keep improving it and then moving up, and as they move up, they realize, yep, we got to keep working harder at our defense because... Um, it ain't working. Uh, has been working for them so far this season. Who's the, who's the best receiver in tier two in your mind right now? Uh, th- there are a few guys. I d- I've seen a few guys play uh, in tier two, and I don't know if there is a dominant force in tier two that you can say, yeah, this is the 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 dog of the uh, of the uh, puppies in this division here when it comes to best receiver. Um, 
the I mean the pair of uh, Tim Horner and Nikki Pathich is really impressive to me. In tier two, yeah. Um, in tier two, yeah. Um, Jocelyn Kalix, we saw what he did in the finals in Div uh, Div E. I wasn't there for that, so I didn't see it. Okay, well you could have watched it on YouTube. I well, could have. You can catch all of our finals on YouTube. Yeah, that's right. I could. Um, but Justin Kalix, he's just a really physical dude. Uh, the one thing I will say is he also um, is the one who's most targeted on his team. Although 16 targets is not ridiculous. The fact that he has eight touchdowns and 16 targets is really yeah. impressive. Yeah. Um, those are the ones who um, come, to main, uh, come to mind. Of course, with Justin Sarlabus, Sar- uh, who we learned about um, during winter season, who um, is just really fast, really quick, and, and, uh, and working well with uh, whatever Joel Hull wants to do. Um, so those are the ones that, that kind of attract my attention. Um, I, I think Simon Loisier from Arouche, he's good, but he's inconsistent. You get my point? Like, yeah. Like yesterday he had some drops. And I'm like, oh man, dude, like you could have really helped your team out. Those, and that could have won them the football game. Like, like there's other guys from reputation, right? Like Benji Ziegler, we've known for a long time. We've known... Uh, uh, Rock Cristiano is really good. Rock Cristiano, Charles Ferro. Um, a lot of these guys uh, are guys and guys who are even decorated in terms of awards. You see, well, Sean Samarjan only played a single game. I have a name for you. That's uh, starting to catch my attention. Sorry? Uh, I have a name for you. Ryan Shalal. Ryan Shalal, yeah. Yeah, from Centaurus. He came in late in the spring season. Um, you know who he reminds me of? Who? Uh, Jalen Greaves, who has played okay. with uh, Corey Woloski in FPF. Uh, yeah, they just won a champ. They lost the Infantry. Yeah. And other teams. He's now playing for Concordia. He has a bit of that Jalen Grease in him in terms of the bravado, the confidence, and the arrogance that he will win every ball thrown to him. I mean, eight TDs on 11 receptions is even better than the ratio that you have presented to us with uh, Justin. No, but that Felix. was targets. Yes. Okay, targets are a big part. He has eight touchdowns on 12 catches. Right. So, Shola has eight on 15 targets, but eight of, eight of his 11 receptions are touchdowns, right? Which is pretty impressive yeah. when he gets the ball in his hands. I mean, they're statistically one and two in terms of scores in the division, right? Right. So but I, I don't think we're saying anything inflammatory here. No, know? no. But I think Shalal is the guy that I, I would look out for from Centauri. You know, he plays right now on a team that did not play yesterday, unfortunately, but he could really destruct games with his his speed and hands that he has, and he's a really good size receiver for his for this FPF world. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it's like I said, there's other guys with sort of more pedigree in a sense, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything because just because stuff stuff happened before you got there doesn't mean you can't also do the thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, for sure. But I just it, it's like it's like uh, when when they say something like you know Lamar Jackson can't win the big one. Well, what happens after he wins the Super Bowl? What are you gonna say then? You know what I mean? Like. We don't know yet where Justin Kalix will be at the end of his, of his FPF career. No. We don't know yet where Ryan Shalal will be at the end of his career. But like these two guys, in in you know, they they have a, a combined total of twenty three catches and sixteen touchdowns. The two of them, right? So like that, these might be the future faces of FPF. I, I just think that like a guy like Shalal, I'm putting my 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 money on his stock to grow. And I th- and look, he he's probably going to stick with. Uh, with the Santar guys, right? With, uh, with Jordan Rossi and Jason Rossi, all those guys. I'm sure Jason Rossi will bring him on to his team for uh, for uh, Junkyard Dogs. You'll see the cap jump up. <laughs> well, he's he's that good, though. Yeah. And I just think he could be a mismatch problem for a higher div, not maybe Div 2, but he could definitely be a mismatch if they're a Div 3 team for what he presents as an inside guy, even as an outside guy with his hands. So I think Shalal is the guy that I'm watching out for. I think he's probably the best receiver in Tier 2 this season. It's up there. There's, there's, there's a good group of guys. It's a deep. Not, group it's of guys. not. It's not. It's not a tier that's 
lacking athleticism, let's put it that way. No, no. But I, I just think that there is there's that growing sentiment that there isn't an alpha, but there's definitely guys who can be alphas in that group. But that's the thing is like, and again, you can go down this list like, uh, you know, it's surprising to me that Charles Verreau hasn't scored more, for example. You know what I mean? Like, that's a guy yeah. who I think can dominate a, d- a division. Justin Lerner, like, how do you make this list and not include Justin Lerner? You know what I mean? Like, right. there's there's so many names. And just because they're not having the impact, I don't think it, it speaks necessarily to their talent. No, for sure. Uh, speaking of talent, so the future of the quarterback position tier three, I, I just put down some guys that caught my attention. We tier mentioned, three? Uh, three or four guys. So tier three. No, so no, but I'm saying tier three. Okay, Tier good. three, right? So we got Mitch Fro- The internet's slow today, so I... I, I know. I'm trying to buy you time. <laughs> Thank um, you. I can see with my, with my left eye <laughs> that you're trying to buy time. Yeah. That's why I kind of drag out words with you. So Mitch, Mitch Fergabaum. Thank you, Eagle. Uh, Mitch Fergabaum, Emil Scaff, Kyle Daniel, or other. Is there a guy that you're circling your on your pen or uh, with your pen and paper that this is the guy that could be the breakout star for winter season from this FPF Cup fall we have right now. Mo, you know Marco Masiotra? Yes, I do. And congrats to him on, on the great news of... Uh, he's having a girl. Girl, baby girl. Not him, but his wife. As, well, they. they yeah, are he's he's uh, so hopefully as involved as, as we expect him to be. Yeah. Um, the reason I bring it up is uh, when I started playing in FPF, uh, he was quarterback for Clockwork in Division D. Yeah. Right? This is, of course, pre-cap era. And, and But he was still learning the position. Right. In his career in FPF, which, if not ended, is on hiatus, I believe he has a, about a 5-1 to one, uh, touchdown-interception ratio. I think it's ending soon. Yeah. He hasn't played in a while. He hasn't played in a long time. If, if, if it hasn't ended, you're right. It likely will end soon. 3-1 um, to one is sort of like what I consider like to be competitive in a division. You need to be at least 3-1. to one. Mm. Um if you have five to one, that's sort of where I start drawing the line of like, oh, you're elite in this division. Um, guys, I've played with like Fred Morris, for, for example, on a seven to one career touchdown interception ratio. I think Kevin White is like 10 to one. Of course, that's a whole other standard. No, but I'm saying like, li- like, would you agree that five to one means you, you're, you're in the running for quarterback of the year? Yeah, you, you are essentially throwing 50 touchdowns and 10 interceptions, 10 INTs per year, which results in 300 points for your team, which should be enough to win. Probably seven games. Yeah, at least, at least. Yes. Um, and and probably get you some hardware, right? Yeah. All star and, and probably quarterback. At least maybe yeah. and at least a chance at quarterback of the year. Yes, exactly. Um, so Mitch Frigenbaum, he's exactly there. And of course, Mitch also adds some stuff. Uh, running, for some reason, we're having difficulty uh, with some of the stats, but it, it does show that he does have a rushing touchdown as well. Um, so he's above five five to one. Uh, Millscaf nine to one, but you know hasn't scored quite as many times. Um, and Kyle Daniel, of course, nine to one as well. Um, so those are the ones um, that that first catch my eye. Although I did watch uh, Tyler Vandersweep a little bit yeah. uh, this week, and I, I, I had to run because I had to get ready for my own game. Uh, but I, I went out of my way uh, to to catch a bit of that game. Um, they took on a free agent squad, which was a fun game, right? Yeah, that, that, that's a game. Uh, it ended thirty-two thirty, um, and I was. I was impressed by his overall skill set, his overall arm talent, his ability to place balls on the sideline, his ability to stretch the field if he needs to. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they scored on a on a de- yeah they scored in the first play of the game. It was a 40 yard pass, uh, and uh, the ball went to Curtis Ryan, who would eventually score three touchdowns in that game. Um, all this to say, he's not there yet, but from pure arm talent, he he has elite arm talent. It's uh, it kind of who was that quarterback for the team we always thought Ryan Karouf, right? Oh yes, the cannon. He right now is is kind of like Ryan Karouf, where 
He looks the part, and he just needs to take that little bit of step, that small step when it comes to reading yeah. defenses, learning to, how to manage the game, be a little bit more patient. And um, to me, he, he'll be on that. He'll be on that uh, list of quarterbacks as well. Yeah, I, I think Fergenbaum. I think the ceiling is really high. Ceiling is really high for him. I think he can definitely make some noise. I, I'm like again because I saw him yesterday is one time, but seeing Kyle Daniel really has intrigued my my palate of what he can be. You he's not going to get away with what he's doing. Like, so I know Eagles' point is it's indefensible. I can assure you, as you move up in FPF, it's not indefensible. It's, um, it's not that it's indefensible. It's that every player on the field is running the same route, and in that sense, all you have to do is find the matchup that favors Well, here's your the guys. thing, right? The windows will be a lot uh, tighter for him in the hard division. Not if you put the ball nine feet in the air. But but if the defenders... That is the window. But again, if we talked about like, we talked about Blessed, right? If the defenders are guys like Will Power, Justin Lerner, Steinberg, Steinberg like, these are all guys who win balls in the air. Like Kevin Smuda. Isaiah Lard. Isaiah Lard, go. Win a jump ball. They're going to be, be once... So hold on, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but uh, the, the, where they're going to struggle is right now. They're winning by being the most physically dominant team, and I think the next step for Milskap, and it's not a criticism. So if, if it sounds that way, I apologize. It's it's analysis that he's going to need to develop more in the playbook. Okay, so here's here's a bet for you guys. Let's do a bet between Eagle and Peasy. Okay, because we anticipate they and save the horse. Save a horse will be in the winter season. We hope they are. So whatever division they're in. The bet between you two guys is what? Are we looking at wins? Is that what we're looking at here? I mean, I don't know what, the, <laughs> what division they're going to be in. So okay, so we're going to go blindly here. Over, under, six and a half wins. Which division? Blindly. I mean, if it's Div 5, then no. Then then I'm not taking that bet because they're going to win like All right, seven so or eight. We will revise this bet in the winter season. Yeah, down. I'm going to say no the information. So you go, are you down for a bet with, uh, with Pease that the loser has to buy uh, – the loser has to buy the winner in Mocon dinner at the uh, Rocho uh, 20. I mean, depends. What are you ordering? Are you ordering cheese sticks or are you ordering an actual Mo- Mo's always ordering uh, cheese sticks. Uh, the cheese sticks, uh, is, uh, it's a foregone conclusion, my friend. It's a rite of passage. In I mean, uh, look, if you guys want to offer a steak dinner, Vince Romano did that kindly after uh, uh, we put that on the line. And, uh, in La Prairie or no? No, it's at the keg. Keg Steakhouse. Oh, really? Yeah. He, he's it's a nice steak. Yeah. He's bringing it to the keg? Well, he's sending me a gift card. He doesn't want to go on a date Even with Even though I kept his cell phone yeah well but the uh, thing uh, is thanks, well, you, you got to beat the stick to be the stick i've often said that i say to him his cell phone and stuff that was a mistake maybe maybe he gets me a farmer pre-card. a mistake ten dollar farmer pre- farmer pre-card how about that uh, look I, i'm taking i'm gonna buy kyle down as being the guy to watch out for i think he has uh oh sorry i said in this gap i meant kyle down before my mistake yeah so kyle down for me is the guy that i'm gonna put my money on that has which Fergenbaum for me? Fergenbaum for you. Kyle down for me. I know Eagles really high on these guys, but I, I think again, all depending on, on division that they land, he could throw for forty touchdowns. He could run for another ten and is have it, fifty combined. Is it a quarterback for you that you're disappointed with their um, progress so far? A quarterback in tier three who's played before, who you're disappointed with their development so far? Uh, looking through the list here. Um, I know he, I know the Michael Timmis is a guy that we know very well. Mm-hmm. I thought but he hasn't he, thrown much. No, he hasn't thrown much. But I think you know he can be a guy that can do a lot better than what he's done so far. Uh, again, I just think that there's more newer name quarterbacks who are testing the waters, right? The Scousers of the world who are playing this division. But a guy like Michael Timmis, who I watched for Tim Brandy, 
I'm intrigued by his potential. Um, I thought maybe he would have been more efficient because he's been in the FPF world, understands the angles on how to play the receiver position in the football game itself. So he's a guy that I thought kind of slightly underachieved, but I am still intrigued by his his uh, value that he can bring. I got two. Um, I thought Tyler Stern would have been a bit further along. He's just, he's, he's just not scoring quite enough yeah. uh, to my taste. And um, I thought Antoine Meunier would be ready to make the leap into higher divisions come uh, come winter. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think he's there yet. Well, look, uh, he's at, he's blessed to have a low cap hit, so maybe another year of season. I mean, as long as he can stay there, which which I think is the right move. Yeah, uh, no. But I think he needs to commit to, uh, to just finding what's not working in his game and correcting that. All right. It is now time for Eagles. Four downs with Eagles. Four downs with Eagle, yeah. baby. Yeah. Yes, so sir. excited to find out what this means. Yeah, play the, me play too. <laughs> You gotta play the uh, cheetah roar. First down. Oh, the cheetah roar. Okay. There you go. First down. Okay, so you guys have just asked me to come up with random topics. So we're going with random topics here. You're both gonna answer this. That's fine. um, And you can answer the same thing if you want, but it has to come with an explanation. All right. So from Justin's wedding, is that what it is? No, no. Actually, they're all football related for the most part. Um, You are the home team. Okay. The referee comes to you and says, it's your choice. What do you want? Defer. defer. Do you take Always the ball or you defer? Defer. Always defer. Why? Because you control the hammer in the second half. So if you are playing the clock well to your advantage with the timeouts in the first half, you can earn yourself a free possession at the end of the first half and score. And then you open up the second half and the chance to score. That means you've got two scores in a span of probably 10 plays before and after the halftime team talk. So you always defer to have that hammer going to the second half. I defer for two reasons. One is that if you're losing, it gives you the ball at half. Whereas if you're losing going into halftime and the other team starts to the ball, that can be paralyzing. Or if you're winning, let's say you're up two scores and you have the opportunity to go up three scores at the half, that's ideal. Um, There is one circumstance where I will take the ball, and that's if the other team has less than six players. Yeah, you want to squeeze them. Because I want to put points on immediately in in, in case someone's going to show up soon. Yeah. So if I can put two scores up before your six players, I'll do that. Exactly. All right. Uh, Mo kind of alluded to it, but would Justice you rather Light? save your timeouts for the second half, or if you can squeeze more plays off in the first, do you do that a la Division One, Kevin Wyeth and uh, Joe Meyer guys? So there's two the- philosophies. Division One, Division Two will always max their timeouts, usually in the first half, because they, again, goes back to that point of having the hammer in the second half if you defer but we, I see more often in the lower divisions because they operate like an NFL team. They always ask the referee, how much time left? Timeout because they're trilling. So it's a bit different in terms of the division level of what they do because I think, look, Div 1, 2, and 3 can score within two, if not three plays. Div 4 and beyond, a little bit longer, maybe four or five plays. So that's why I think timeouts are more essential. But is, to, me, to me, that's more the point. Like, if you can give yourself seven plays at the end of the half, you have to take it in the first half. So first of all... Um, to your, to well, I think you you brought it up initially was that you know Kevin Wyeth, Joe Mayer, um, even Simon Dagenet brought this up to me. He says, "Do you ever call your timeouts in the first half?" I said, "No." And he says, "Well, what if you know you need them in the first half, but you don't know if you'll need them or not in the second half?" So I thought about that, and I actually called it. I did that in coed, um, in our first game against EZW uh, or Easy Fun. Didn't work out, obviously, but right. um, they were all confused, and I said, "Well, guys, I know we need." I'd like to take six or seven plays now. I don't know if we'll ha- we'll even need five plays at the end yeah. of the game. 
which we didn't. So the right decision was still to use the timeouts, whether or not it worked out, right? Mm-hmm. The best, the, the right process was still to do that. Uh, lower division teams, I absolutely agree with Mo. I see it too often. You save your timeouts and don't use them. Uh, there's no need to save referees' time. So definitely take them in the first half and use up as much time as possible. I won't say what, I won't say what game yesterday. Uh, I was with uh, the referee, and the referee goes, wow, they haven't used their timeout yet. It goes late in the game. I go, hopefully they don't use it now. Timeout! <laughs> Literally, after I said it, I go, maybe they don't use it now. Yeah. Timeout! Mm-hmm. So uh, time is always a factor in this whole process. There you go. All right. Next one is more of a defensive question. So you're also, just, just yeah. really quick. The, the end of the game is not timed anyway. No, no. So it's different from football that way in that the timeouts are very valuable in football because it's a run, it's exactly. running clock uh, when, when, when plays uh, are continued. Exactly. Go ahead. Sorry, Eagle. All right. So you are on defense. Your opponent gets on the field and starts playing no huddle. So they get to the line and then they start running plays and your defense is completely out of whack and you have no timeouts because you use them in the first half. What do you do defensively from an audible, from a way to communicate to the rest of your roster so that you can change it up and so that your team knows what's going on and the opponent doesn't? Fake an injury. Yeah, or technical timeout. Ask a question. Yeah. Why was that at first? Sir, should he be more on the line with the ball being twitchy? Like, or, or I do, uh, Eagle, I've actually done this. A technical timeout. I thought he couldn't jump. And then the referee would be like, he didn't jump. Like, okay, thanks, ref. That's it. Yeah, just get them off rhythm. I, hey, I have the I have the opportunity to use the technical timeouts. So yeah, you can. Uh, there's a couple ways to handle it. First of all, I love no huddle. I've been running a lot of it, and it's helped me improve so much so quickly. <laughs> uh, because it, again, because the defenses can adapt. If I get the same look over and over and over, um, it's helpful. The other thing is, um, what you can do on defense is when the, the offense gets back in. Oftentimes, a lot of the same players, so. In the offensive huddle, take 10 seconds. Be like, okay, guys, these keywords on the next drive. Yeah. This means man. This means uh, you know, cover two, four, one, whatever, whatever your, your primary is. A lot of teams have a base coverage anyway. So at the very least, you can say base, even though sometimes that might give your coverage away. But you're a smart defensive captain. You can say, guys, from now on, base is 4-1. So where it was man before, now it's 4-1. You know? Or if it can injury. That's what yeah. I would do. All right, and we are now on fourth down, and this will be not only a fourth down question, but also fourth down in a game. Your offense gets on the field. You go incomplete on your first pass. You go incomplete on your second pass. You go incomplete on your third pass. It's now fourth and ten, and let's say the game, like what situations would you punt? What situations would you go for, even if you're at your own ten? Never. If you ain't boozing, you ain't losing, man. uh, So first drive. First drive, you go three and out. I, I would never punt. First drive, you go three and out. Yeah, I don't punt. And you, it depends if you're don't pe- punt. if you're hemmed in your inside your five. Um, even then, so the, with the new rule that the ball goes, let's say like you lose a yard, right? No, you don't lose a yard. Three and out. Yeah, but let's say you lose a yard. If you lose a yard, yes. Yeah, then I the ball goes to midfield. So you're gaining what? Twenty yards? Not even. It's not worth eleven it. yards if you lose one yard. Let's say about yeah, yeah. Give or so take. about fifteen. No? It's not worth it to yeah. punt. Now, the other thing is, I consider FPF a four down game. The only times I've punted in recent years is the end of the half when I have one play left. I'll just punt it. Yeah. Or I punt it to the other. T- if there's two plays left in the game, it, not even two plays. Two plays, I just call it. There's not a reason. There's not a reason yeah. to punt. Unless it's in the ha- it, You don't gain enough. And here's the thing. Especially early in the game, Eagle, I disagree more because 
if you give up the ball in 10, the other team scores quickly, you have more time to operate. The other team is going to score. It's flag football. You're not going to shut teams down. So you need to focus on, on getting as many points as possible. You don't do that by punting. Yeah, but I, I would make a counter-argument here of if your offense is designed to methodologically drive the field and you're playing the clock game and possessions, then why would you want to give the other team faster possessions, right? Slow the game you, down you and turn it have, into a one-score game. You should have plays designed for disaster crisis. I agree with you. Where but is listen, the first drive a disaster yeah, crisis? Absolutely. Well, it, I think, look, we know in, in the higher divisions they're never going to punt. It's sort of like a scar if you do punt. Like, it's embarrassing almost, right? But when we get to lower divisions, like five, six. No, don't punt. But have they, a play. They, but they do punt, though. I know. It's a waste. You know? So. I, I look, the ball was punted to me in co-ed. And I was like, and it, it gave me the ball at half field. I was like, uh, okay. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take 20 yards to score, no problem. Thank you. I mean, you're screwing with my yards per game. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> All right, a bonus one. Let's say there was a false start on uh, this last play or, here. Or uh, if oh, an unnamed the, the, referee was there and gave the team five downs. Mm. That's happened. Or or a referee saying you got to play the, uh, the plays out even though you've won the game. There you go. And I had to stop the game and say, no, <laughs> game is a wrap. Get off the field, please. So last question for you here. A teammate has decided to be generous and is going to be bringing everyone some hydration for the game. Mm. What brand? I brought coffees, man. What? I brought coffee. So you brought dehydration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you brought dehydration. Yeah. Uh, what color and what brand are you asking for of what liquid? Can I go tap water clear? You may. Yeah, okay. water for me. I go tap water clear. If if it's a bag of Gatorade, I like all the citrusy, like lemon, lime, whatever. I, I like BioSteel. I really got into BioSteel. Check it out. It's a pretty good BioSteel. Okay. Yeah, the sugars are very minimal. It's, it actually has a better taste. Does it turn me into uh, steel? No, it does not. I'm not interested. But I, I actually like BioSteel. I've had a couple of their uh, flavors. Not does it turn me into biology? No, it does not. I'm not interested. No. Canadian brand. Support Canadian. Does it take away my biology? No. Support well, local, that's though. Positive. Support positive. local. Uh, bonus, bonus question. Mo, can oh. you play golf? No, but I will have to learn in nine months. I was going to say, I yeah. Have 220 days, no? Uh, you have 220 days, yes. They have uh, they have bars with like indoor screens you can practice. Yeah, I might be relegated to the uh, wives section of the uh, event and be hanging out the wives all week. My wife long. will destroy you on the links. No, but I'm saying that, you know. <laughs> I, think, those I think mine would too, actually. And she's never Hold swung on, a club Are all the wives playing golf or no? I, I think mean, my, my wife might we'll play see. one time. I'll play it four How or five. How many rounds are you playing? Four or five. As much as I can get in. I'll play like one. I have the excuse. It's Simo's wedding. I gotta go. I gotta I'll be the sunscreen though. I'll do one. I, you know, I actually went to Wikipedia. I'll, I'll play. I'll play at least Thursday and Friday. Uh, I went to Wikipedia for for Malbay. Looked up, you know, what's going on there. There isn't much going on in, in that in that town. I mean, there's gonna be a club med. There actually is gonna be a club med. Really? Where yeah. in Malbay? Yeah. When? Uh, when they build it, obviously. But when they've is announced it, being built? it. If you build it, they'll come. Look it up, Eagle, please. And uh, we'll get to uh, picks of the week coming up here. Uh, you give him something to do at the same time I that know. he has to get the games of the week. Club Med, uh, Quebec Chalevois. Yes, it's there. Awesome. Is it there now? It is now there. So are we going to Club Med it to It just to opened camp recently, out? yes. Are we camping out at Club Med? I mean, we could. I'm done. All right, we'll figure it out. Uh, Joe Morghese. Uh, I always think of Morghese. I think I think of it was a hot dog. sausage. Yeah, I think it was a right. hot dog sausage. Anyway, I've actually never tasted it. I, you know what? Uh, Morghese sausage. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah I've, I've never I tasted it. I've tasted like variations from different cultures, but not yeah. none, none specific in Morghese. Yeah, it's very good. Very spicy when I see nice. meats. I love spicy. All right, it is now time for games of the week. That was the strangest non sequitur that you've ever had to buy Eagle Time. I know it was so good. I, I was ready with it too. I was more like, no, no, but it doesn't do matter. Mo was just being a good teammate, yeah. whether you need it or not. He still gave me the extra pass. The Morghese. He Joe made 
the extra pass. Exactly. He's flustered. <laughs> He's flustered. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go with games of the week. Normally, I would use the website for this, but they are not on the website. So we're going to have to do classic old school I love the here. color uh, combination that we have here, man. Oh, my God. It's what what color would you like to see? It's flamboyant, my friend. I mean, here. Okay, fine. Look at the flare in this. Better? All right. Let's go. All right, so we're going to go week five. Well, you said you wanted color, so now you get color. We're going to go week that. five, and let's go tier one, so we can start with those. We have Easy W versus Urgence Medic. UM. UM for me. We have KGP versus The Apocalypse. KGP. Um, I'm going to go KGP. And we have Mangoose versus Blessed. Blessed. Blessed for me as well. Okay, tier two. Bruins versus Team Ethnic. Bruins. Team Ethnic. Grim Reapers, Ravens. 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 Mean Machine, Santal. Mean Machine. Santal. Glow Gang, Hot Sauce Sports. Hot Sauce Sports by 50. Uh, go with Hot Sauce. I can't pick it, of course. And in a double header, Hot Sauce Sports, KGP Raw. KGP Raw. Um, I can't pick it. Hot Sauce Sports by 50. Tough Lungs, Arush. And I'm going to go with Tough Lungs. I'm going to go with Arush. Los Siete Amigos, Pinchellos. Pinchellos. Um, I'm going to go with Pinchellos. And Unexpected Diablos, Chocolate Thunder. Are you going useless? Yeah, I'm going Thunder. I'm going Thunder as well. All right. Tier Diablo. 3, The West Yard, Pardon My Swag. PMS. Um, I'm going to go with the West Yard. Lionheart, The Penetrators. Penetrators. I like Penetrators, man. They, they came out. I saw them in Laval. They're good. Good team. Good group good, good, good guys, yeah. Lockdown, Tim Brandy. Yeah, have Tim we Brand. seen a new quarterback yet? Uh, new quarterback was in last oh, week. Oh, I saw him play. And? Uh, Tim Brandy it is. Tim Brandy. <laughs> Based on Mo's reaction. The Stormers, Trailer Park Boys. Um, I'm going to go with the Stormers. The Trailer Park Boys, I, they got to do something. They Stormers, change something. yeah. Stormers. Save a horse, free agent squad. It's a good game, man. Yeah. Where's this game being played at? Uh, this game is Lachine at eight. Sunday, right? Uh, I'm gonna go save a horse. Save a horse as well. Uh, Post Malone's Knights, two inches game. Post Malone's Knights. Yeah, Post Malone. Fighting cones, demons. Demons. Gonna go with uh, demons. Toon Squad, save the turf turtles. Turf turtles. Turfles. Killer Rays, seventh rounders. Seventh rounders. Um, so I'm gonna go with uh, Killer Rays. And FSU Warriors. Warriors. And lastly, our two games in co-ed. We have La Sect versus The Rock. I haven't seen The Rock play. Uh, La Sect struggled, but I think this is a, a team that. I'm going La Rock. I'm going La Sect. I'm gonna go La Sect also. I think this is a team that's about their part. And Yin and Yang versus Easy Fun. Easy Fun. Easy Fun. Easy win. And that's going to be it, guys. Uh, hopefully, by the time this airs, the schedule will be up on the website so everyone else has access to it. The Wednesday games have already been posted, so hopefully you saw that you have a game tonight for the teams that are playing on Wednesday. You've been emailed, or the captains have been emailed. If you haven't, please, please, please go check just in case you happen to have a game. Well, if not, we'll give you Rob Capanis number and you give him a call. Direct line, also, make sure you come to Simone Dajne's wedding. Everyone's invited again. Uh, open bar. Tons of food. Don't bring any money. Yeah, uh, your 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 travel is the money. That's the investment yeah. that you're paying. So also, nice if you're 
If you're interested in going with Mo, we're looking for a plus one. A plus one, yes. Yep. Yes, we are. So we one. are taking applications. Feel free to reach out to him on uh, Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, Grindr. Messenger, by text. You can reach out to me. I'll give you his number. Tinder. Uh, Wherever you, your uh, dating profile. Call the TSN 690 headquarters and ask yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Cavaliers TSN. will uh, also take calls for you. Yeah, we, uh, we, we McGill got, will take calls for you. We got a whole bunch, man. A whole bunch. All right, uh, congrats, Justin Blanchard. Thanks a lot for the wedding. It was a blast to be there with the guys. Felt nice to be out and about. And our next one is in how many days? 220 days, boys. 220. We'll put the clock up for Mal Bay. Can't wait for that. Uh, Magic words, please, please. A video showing how many times he was open? I'm not going to say it. But good night, Baker Mayfield. One more, one more.